Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We're continuing our daily meditation of 1 Peter, and I want you to read chapter 3, verses 8 through 12. If you are a Christian, you are being watched. Someone is watching, someone's watching you to see if what you say matches what you believe. Christian, your compassion is being watched. Finally, be all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful. Be courteous. We know we have God's truth. We know we have eternal answers to life. We know that a life in Christ will be transformed from the shallow existence that most seem to live. How can we give the truth and these eternal answers to life to an unbelieving and even hostile world? God actually tells us how by love. Give the truth in love. Can I say that again? Give the truth in love. Our enemies may reject what we believe, but they have a hard time rejecting expressions of genuine heartfelt love. 1 Peter 3.8 paints love with five different brush strokes. Does this verse paint a picture of the way you love others? Do your family, friends, and enemies think that you're loving? Well, we got to ask ourselves why or why not. First of all, be harmonious. Be of one mind. Do you try to think together with other believers? Do you have the same spiritual goals? Do you strive together to please God and God alone? In what ways are you harmoniously of one mind with others in your life? Number two, be sympathetic. Have compassion one for another. Uh, Are you passionately concerned for others? Do you have a sympathetic heart for those who are hurting? In what way do others know that you definitely care more about others than you do for yourself? Then it says to be loving. Love as brethren. Do you love others as a brother should love his brother? We normally are more concerned for family than friends than we should be. Uh, God has given us a circle of influence that normally starts in a home. In, In what way would those in your circle of influence say that you love them in the same way you love a personal family member? How about this? Be tender-hearted, pitiful. Do you feel sorry for others or are you angry with them? Do you focus on the faults of others or strive to see their potential? Do you look at others as if God was in control of their lives? In what way could you be considered tender-hearted to others? And finally, be humble, courteous, Do you show courtesy by humbly putting others above yourself? Are you known for your humble spirit, your lowly spirit, your refusal to be selfish? In what way do you show others love by your humble, selfless attitude towards life? Okay, Christian, your tolerance is being watched. Where it says not rendering evil for evil or railing for railing, but contrarywise blessing, knowing that you are thereunto called that you should inherit a blessing. Be a blessing to each other. Never play gotcha back. Never use another's sin and selfishness as an excuse for personal sin and selfishness. You can either choose to rail or to bless. You have the choice to either slander with abusive cutting language or bless the word is eulogized with uplifting, encouraging language. It is always best to tolerate those who disagree with us and shower them with love instead of hate. Christian, your love of life is being watched. For he that will love life and see good days lay refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. When Christians hate life, something is wrong. Christ did not just die so we might have eternal life, 
but his death offers an abundant life. Some teens in their early teen years abound in joy and enthusiasm, but by the time they reach the end of high school, their joy disappears, and they walk with doom and gloom written all over their faces. Loving Christians who really enjoy life are careful with what they say. To refrain from speaking evil and to refuse from malicious slander or guile, it's a great way of showing love to your enemies. Do you love life or hate life? And then Christian, your hatred of evil, it's also being watched. Let him eschew evil and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. There are two interesting words in this passage, eschew and ensue. I remember the meaning of a shoe by using the word picture of shooing away a pack of stray dogs. Shoo! Get out of here! Go away! We need to shoo sin away. We need to hate evil enough to literally run from it. Ensue is actually the opposite of a shoe. It means to pursue, to seek after earnestly, to chase down or to capture. Sin and peace are incompatible. So we do have a choice. We can run towards sin or run away from sin. We can seek peace or shun peace. It really is our choice. Christian, by the way, your desire for a God-centered life is being watched. You know the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. To the righteous, God is all eyes and all ears. He is watching and listening. God is there to strengthen, comfort, help, protect, provide for, encourage, love, and forgive those who trust him. On the other hand, when the Bible speaks of the face of the Lord being against someone, it's, it is picturing God's anger and displeasure against those who are disobedient to his word. God's eyes represent his loving omniscience. God's face represents his holy judgment. Which do you experience more in your life? God's omniscient, comforting eyes or his fearful, displeased countenance? As unbelievers watch your life, what do they see? Compassion? Tolerance, love of life, hatred for evil, or harshness, intolerance, grumpiness, love for evil, and a commitment to self-centered living. Remember, you are being watched. You're being watched by others, and you're being watched by God. Our time's up. we got to go. But I do hope that if you need any help, you go by my website, ranhummel.com, and I really hope that today you have a good day.